we build relationships with everybody but God. We we accept him just as being God. We go to church and we think we've done well because all right, I went to church, but that that's like, you know, you can go to a restaurant with a with a, a female or with a male. I don't mean you're developing a relationship because yeah. if you're just sitting there and they sitting there be eating, <laughs> but there's no real conversation, there's no real communion going on, mm-hmm. then you're not growing in the relationship. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the More Purpose Podcast. We talk faith and finances. I'm your host, Clarence. And your co-host, Marlon. And we are back with episode five. Yes, sir. Today's topic is Divine Edge. And we yeah. have a very special guest once again. Yes, sir. For y'all that do not know him, he is our dad. But I would like to let him introduce himself to let y'all know what he does and how impactful he has been in our lives and to many others in Virginia yes, and sir. around the world. So, welcome. What's up, Pop? <laughs> You're good, my guy. Good to be here with you, boys. Yes, sir. Um, for the world, I am Bishop Clarence L. Sellers Jr. I am the proud father of these two gentlemen here, Clarence and Marlon. Uh, so proud of them and what God has allowed them to accomplish. Uh, I am blessed to be a husband to Lady Lori Sellers, a, a fam- blended family of five, and um, the pastor of the historic Mount Tabor Church of God in Christ, uh, where my parents were the leaders for 33 years, and now I am the leader, um, the founder and establishmentarian of Dominion Hampton Roads and Dominion Nova. Dominion Hampton Roads is in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. Dominion Nova is in Alexandria, Virginia. Mount Tabor's in Smithfield, Virginia. I never thought I would be pastoring three churches, but that's kind of just how the how God has navigated us in this season. And I'm just glad to be able to share this moment of faith with my sons. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to have you, my guy. Facts. Glad to have Always. you. And for those that don't know, we he actually's been on before when we first started. But this time around, listen, we told him we doing stuff different. And we've been on the road. We we we're getting more comfortable with speaking and being behind the camera. Well, in front of the camera. For sure. So we just happy to have you again. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Glad to be here with more purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What we talking about, my guy. So today's topic is divine edge. And the first question, we want to be able to start this topic without asking, what is divine edge? Uh, the divine edge simply means, um, and this is a, a continuation of thought from a message I preached uh, a year or so ago that my sons uh, were blessed by pretty much having the divine edge. To have an edge simply means to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. And when you have Christ in your life, that's the divine portion of it. You have the advantage. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes believers walk around feeling dejected um, from day to day, feeling like a failure, feeling like, you know, their world is caving in on them. The the bottom is falling out. The sky is falling. And oftentimes it's a matter of perspective because they don't realize that they indeed have the advantage. Mm -hmm. And the advantage is that they have Christ. What sets them apart from everybody else in the world, what sets us all apart that are believers is that we have Christ in our life. I'll say this, uh, Moses, when he was taking the children of Israel into uh, the promised land, God got mad with them because they had gotten into idolatry while Moses was receiving the commandments of the Lord. And God, when he got mad, he said, hey, Moses, I'm not going up with the people any longer. I'm going to send an angel to go with them and take them into the promised land because I'm going to keep my word. I'm just not going. Mm -hmm. And then Moses said, hey, wait a minute, God, you know, thank God for the angel and everything, but we don't know the angel. We we know you. It's you. (laughs) 
You're the one that brought us this far. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, what's going to distinguish us from everybody else in the world except you go up with us? Mm-hmm. So Moses understood the distinguishing factor of the children of Israel was that they had God on their side. So yeah. the divine event, the divine edge, which is the advantage, mm-hmm. is that you have God on your side. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's very good. Thanks. The first time I heard it, I, I told him, uh, I just told him before we got on camera that it felt like he was talking about like we had a superpower mm-hmm. in regards to the Holy Spirit. And then just the way he broke it down, it was like a lot of us have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but don't know how to take advantage of the Holy Spirit. So Thanks. I want to ask you, so what are the benefits of having the divine edge? All right. Well, uh, one, uh, if you look at Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus shares in chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, he's preparing his disciples for his departure. Mm -hmm. He starts off in chapter 14, says, let not your heart be troubled. He's preparing them mentally and emotionally for his absence. But yet he wasn't going to be absent Mm -hmm. because he says in one of those passages, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will send you a another comforter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other comforter is what we know as the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He said, he's going to be with you forever. Well, the benefit of having the Holy Spirit is talked about in chapter 15 and chapter 16. The Holy Spirit is the representation of God, the father and the God, the son in our lives. Yeah. Now, let me back up and say the Holy Ghost comes to believers. Mm-hmm. Jesus is God's gift to the world. Mm-hmm. So you got to get saved first. You got to yeah. receive salvation right. first. Jesus is God's gift to the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but Mm -hmm. have everlasting life the holy spirit is god's gift to his church which is his body Mm -hmm. those who are born again those who are believers have the opportunity to have the holy spirit come and dwell in them well when you get the holy spirit in chapter 15 and chapter 16 of saint john he says that the holy spirit comes to lead and guide you into all truth. Mm-hmm. The Holy, so that's one thing, uh, to have the Spirit of God in you, leading you and guiding you into all truth. Why? Because he is known as the Spirit of truth. Yeah. So when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Spirit of truth in you. Um, this is why discernment becomes key. Oftentimes we say in the body of Christ that one of the lost gifts in the body of Christ is the gift of discernment. What is discernment? To be able to know real from fate, to Mm -hmm. be able to know light from darkness, to be able to know truth from falsehood. Mm -hmm. It is very important as believers that we don't get drawn in or deceived uh, because there is a strong spirit of deception that is in the world today Mm -hmm. uh, and the Holy Spirit helps us to know what the truth is. So one of the benefits is having the spirit of truth yeah um the bible says that it the holy spirit will show you things to come Mm -hmm. so whatever uh is coming down the pipe uh of your life whatever is futuristic that's coming towards you the holy spirit will make you aware have you ever been in a situation where uh you woke up and you just sense something in your inner man in your spirit Uh, and that could be good or bad Mm -hmm. you can send like "Mm, something good girl to have something sometimes it may be negative Mm -hmm. like uh uneasy And the Holy Spirit will draw you into a moment of prayer. Mm -hmm. That's one of the benefits of having the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit knows all things. Mm -hmm. Can I park right there for a moment? Yeah, Um, Because uh, when we talk about having the Holy Spirit, 
The Holy Spirit is one of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. We're Trinitarians yeah. in our belief. God the Father, God yeah. the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He shares all of the divine nature that God the Son and God the Father has. So what are those what are those attributes? Because that's key to understanding what advantage or what edge you have. Mm-hmm. Uh one, he's eternal. He yeah. has no beginning, he has no ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, he he doesn't change. Mm-hmm. He's he's infallible. He doesn't he doesn't change. Uh, three, uh, he is omnipotent. Mm. Omnipotent simply means all power. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has all power. So uh, the next one is he's omniscient mm-hmm. or omniscience, which means he knows all things. Mm-hmm. There's nothing outside of his knowledge base. Yeah. All right. And then um, the lastly, well, not lastly, but just for the sake of time, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, omnipresent yeah. or omnipresent mm-hmm. or ubiquitous. Yeah. Uh, just throw out a big word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's everywhere at yeah. the same time and equally distributed within himself. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere at the same time. Now we're so to say that he's omnipresent, that he's uh, 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 all knowing, he's omniscient, uh, and to say that he's um, all powerful, he's omnipotent. Then that's what's on the inside of us yeah. as believers. You have on the inside of you. Someone, because the Holy Spirit is a person, yeah. you have someone that has all power, that has all knowledge, and that's everywhere at the same time. And you don't think that's not exciting that Goodness. you have the advantage yeah. because he, he he's willing to disclose himself to you. He's willing to talk with you because mm-hmm. he's a person. So he leads and guides us into all truth. He mm-hmm. shows you all things that are to come. And then the Bible says also uh, that uh, I'm trying to think what the third thing is, <laughs> but but the, but in essence. Just just let that resonate in your spirit that I have someone inside of me that knows everything, mm-hmm. that is everywhere, and that has all power. That, in a nutshell, is enough to say, I have the advantage. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. I hope y'all really just got something from that. He just, you know, he stepped into his little preacher moment. Nah, no cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, switch. Yeah, that's, I think that's very encouraging because it lets me know that we are not alone and I think that's the that's the best part about it to know mm-hmm. that we're not going through anything alone and we can't get through anything alone. We have to do everything through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I like that. Yeah. And I also like love that Divine Edge like yes, yeah, makes makes you feel like it's a superpower and everything, but don't overlook that Divine Edge can literally be just you asking God for wisdom and and he giving it to you. Mm-hmm. It could literally be any like spiritual gifts and everything yeah. that we don't really pay attention too much, like too much attention to that we really could be asking for, and God can literally be helping us out and giving us the knowledge that most people don't have, mm-hmm. and that can really give us the advantage in every situation, like yeah. business deals and school doing tests, whatever it is. Like it can be little things that we overlook that we really have the advantage over, especially when we're in situations where we're not that we're not qualified, yeah, for, quote unquote, yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel like it makes us more qualified than we can expect ourselves to be. So oh, go ahead. I was just going to piggyback on your brother because he said something I think is very important. Mm-hmm. When we think of God, when we think of the Holy Spirit, we think of things on a spiritual scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, and I learned this from my late mentor, my former pastor, Bishop Otis Lockett, mm-hmm. uh, that if it's not practical, mm-hmm. it's not spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and your brother just finished talking about, Clarence just finished talking about how this is made available to us in our everyday life mm-hmm. for business dealings, yeah. for classroom settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says uh, in the book of Proverbs, the writer writes, uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to your own understanding. 
understanding mm-hmm. in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path mm-hmm. all your ways and so mm-hmm. you got to we got to take this out of the context of just seeking him in church yeah and make him a part of our everyday life Everything. because the holy spirit comes to give us the advantage yeah. in our everyday life how you parent for those who are parents should be different yeah. because because you have the holy spirit in you mm-hmm. uh how you how you uh um Operate as a son and a daughter, yeah. mm-hmm. a brother or a sister. Mm-hmm. How you operate in business when you go to the negotiating negotiating table, or, or when you go to the bank, when you're trying to get a loan, when you're trying to do investments. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the Lord with you into your yeah. investment time. Lord, should I get this stock? Facts. <laughs> you know, Facts. It's, it's about being practical. If it's not practical, it's not spiritual. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be a part of our everyday life, and not just for a good run or shout and yeah. dance in church, a good feeling, and I leave church with a good feeling. No. He comes to empower every area of my life mm-hmm. so that I can have the life that he desired for us, for, for me and for us in context of plural, uh, that he wanted for us from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people don't accept the fact that the Holy Spirit is to be a part of your everyday life, that in everything you do, you ought to acknowledge him because yeah. he will nudge you. He will prompt you. He will speak to you and say, hey, you know, for example, I'll get this practical mm-hmm. example. Then I know Marlon has a question. No, that's what I was going to ask. Um, I was gonna ask for a practical example. Well, for example, I remember we had a member some years ago that was a member of Mount Tabor, mm-hmm. and she said how that during the time of 9-11, I know for some of the viewers that may be ahead of your time, mm-hmm. um, but 9-11, when the Twin Towers went down in New York, she was working in one of the Twin Towers. That's crazy. And she left home, and the Holy Spirit kept saying, don't go to work today. Goodness. It did not make sense to her. Mm-hmm. I supposed to go to work. How am I going to feed my family? Mm-hmm. She gets on the train and it's like inside of her, the spirit was getting louder and louder and louder. Yeah. So when it got to a particular stop, she got off and rerouted herself and went back home. By the time she got home, the first tower had already went down and she was able to watch the second tower go down. If she had not listened to the promptings in her spirit, which was the spirit of God mm-hmm. or the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. then she possibly very well wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. She would have died in the towers. But because she had the Holy Spirit and she was used to the movement of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in her, she was able to respond, yeah. reroute herself, go back home and spare her life. Yeah. But that's why it's so important to actually have a relationship with God and to know his voice mm-hmm. because if you don't know his word you're not gonna know his voice yeah. and thank god that she listened to the ur- like the urgency that was in her uh, spirit and everything because imagine she didn't like could have been like this is my self trying to tell me to stay home like this is, my, this is my flesh trying to tell me to stay home but she was able to like differentiate her flesh from her yeah. spirit and that saved her life potentially absolutely i like um what both of y'all are saying but also what you said about proverbs 3 and trusting love with all thy heart and all of that um because i feel like most people they do they they don't bring the Holy Spirit into like different things mm-hmm. other than church or spiritual things. And it's like, you're kind of living below your means in a way because it's like, okay, he's giving us the advantage for all things and you're not using it. And I, uh, me and CL always talk about how I have a friend uh, who's a Christian and they ask the Holy Spirit, they'll wake up and some people may laugh at it. They'll wake up and be like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to wear today? Mm-hmm. And what I got from that is it may be something small, but it's putting a practice into knowing his unctionings. Because I feel like when you show him you can trust him with small things or you are including him in small things, mm-hmm. well, God, what, what shoes you want me to wear today? What outfit you want me to wear today? It may seem funny 
in the moment. But when that big thing comes and he urges you, oh, you need to get out of this building or you need to go do this, don't do that. You know his voice now because you just been including him in everything. God, what do I want to eat today? Or what do we want to eat today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's very practical to know, like, because he's always speaking, but we don't always know his voice if you haven't been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to, to that point, I remember one time I um, was on my way. I knew y'all both know mm -hmm. I travel a whole lot. And um, I was just going to be casual mm -hmm. going to the airport. Holy Spirit said, put on a suit. See? Mm -hmm. I put on a suit. I don't know why I was putting on a suit. I uh, didn't feel like putting all that on that particular day. Mm -hmm. I like wearing suits, but mm -hmm. that particular day, I just wanted to you yeah. know, bum it going to the airport. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, not knowing that I was going to have some challenges and that I was going to be delayed in getting there. Mm -hmm. And having on a suit, got my ticket, I got my ticket. It was a last-minute trip. Yeah. I got my ticket. I'm sitting all the way in the back. I'm like 32B, mm -hmm. middle seat. I hate middle seats. <laughs> you know, I'm all the way in the back. You know, it was a last minute trip. But I put the suit on. Now, what the suit did for me was things got delayed. I got delayed. Um, but what the suit did for me is they looked at me and they said, you look like somebody. Because I was dressed up. Mm -hmm. They took me from out of the back, put me in first class. Jesus. For the look. Goodness gracious. And then what I found that what ended up happening, ultimately happening was God repositioned me on purpose. Mm -hmm. Thank God for the luxury of being able to be in first class. Mm -hmm. hey, always. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but what God did was reposition me because we ended up having delays. They had to maintain this issue. And then they uh, we got to where our location to, to the uh, layover late. Mm -hmm. And once we got to layover, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss my next flight. I'm yeah. going to run. If I had been at the back day, of the plane, you, you everybody, to get off the plane. I would have missed it because I promise you, I'm running through that 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 airport like OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm while I, when I get that, they're getting ready to close the door. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey so you would have hey, missed it for sure. I would have missed it if I had been there. A simple thing of just changing my clothes from mm -hmm. going. If I had stayed casual, I probably would have ended up in 32B. Mm -hmm. I would have missed my appointment. It was a money-making opportunity. Yeah. Um, so me allowing the Holy Spirit to whisper that in my ear put me not just in first class for the benefit mm -hmm. of the of the convenience of first yeah. class but it kept me on course with my day yeah so okay that first of all that's a great story and we're gonna have to clip that that's a real okay. all by itself because people need to hear that like there's something as simple as that but now that you talked about something like that can you tell me about a time that the holy spirit has gotten you out of trouble oh oh yeah and and I, of course you all have heard this yes. story before um, story I was, again, um, if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. Yeah. God is supposed to be a part of your everyday mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I used to be a case manager, and I was working working uh, for a particular company that had a contract with the school system. And so we had clients that we had to check in on um, throughout the day mm -hmm. in their class, in the lunchroom, wherever they went. And so, you know, I try to get my stuff out, knock it out right first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I go... I look at my little clients. I'm looking, you know, checking them out uh, when they're coming off the bus at breakfast, so forth, so on. This particular day, I had already gone by and seen all of my clients because some of them weren't at school that particular day. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got through a little early. Uh, I'm walking down the hallway and I said, you know what? I got through a little early. I'm going to go to the teacher's lounge and take a little quick break. Mm -hmm. And um, the Holy Spirit said, go back and check on a client that you had already touched on before. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know. This ain't the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's just yeah. me, you know, because I've already been in there. The yeah. Holy Spirit would know that I've already been in there. Mm -hmm. I kept on walking towards the teacher's lounge. The Holy Spirit just got louder on the inside of me. It was like, 
you, you need to go in that classroom. Tell them what you was doing in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> See, my sons, they want to pull me out. When me out. You know, I was going to go into the teacher's lounge, you know, watch a little TV and eat a little snack. I, I like honey buns and, you know, I'll keep a stash of Pringles and drink, you know, and I'm going to kick my feet up because all my clients not here today and I'm going to go watch a little TV. Get a little relaxation. Yeah, and I already checked on and I'm like, you know, it's still early. I yeah. The rest of the school day to come back around. Yeah. Holy Spirit say, Go back in there, check on them. Mm -hmm. Now, little did I know what was that I had a particular, uh, um, not classmate, but a, a peer, a person that I worked with that had a problem with me mm -hmm. and didn't like the fact that I had favor with the teachers yeah. and with the families. So they went and started talking as if I was slouching on the job and mm -hmm. I wasn't doing my job. There's no done. way Sellers could get all of his notes done and yeah. see all his mm -hmm. clients in, his time, in the time frame that he did. Mm -hmm. So they did an investigation on me. I did not know I was being followed, mm. but the Holy Spirit knew mm. I was being followed. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit say, go back over and check on that, that particular client again. So I, they were watching a film. My client in this in the class sleep because yeah. they in there watching the film. But I go on in there. I obey God. I go in there. I sit behind them in the class. And I'm watching the film with them. It wasn't three minutes gone by. Before after I sat down, I looked and my supervisor was walking past the door and peeped in to oh see if goodness. I was in there. Yeah. Now, I still don't know anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just see my supervisor peep in. And I look at him, you know, get here, you know how you do And then uh, <laughs> I find out at the close of the school day, he said, Mr. Sellers, come this way. And he knew I was a preacher. Mm -hmm. He said, man, I'm so glad you were in that classroom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, why were you so glad I was in the classroom? He said, man, they had me to do a little investigation on you. One of your, one of your, you know, not clients, but one of your coworkers. Yeah. That's what I was looking for earlier. One of your coworkers had an issue with you because you was getting your work done fast. And it was like, there's no way he's yeah. doing all of that. And so I had to monitor you. He said, I've been monitoring you all week. Way in the world. It's crazy. And so he said, but thankfully, you were everywhere you needed to be. Mm -hmm. Had had it not been for the Holy Ghost yeah. <laughs> telling me, and like what CL said earlier, me being able to know the voice of God, mm -hmm. to distinguish it from my flesh. To, the Bible said there are many voices in the earth and none without distinction. So you got to be able to know God's voice, distinguishable from all other voices. Mm -hmm. And Thanks. that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, because I knew the voice and the promptings and the urgings of the Holy Spirit, I was able to keep my job. And, and my, thank God I had a supervisor that was supportive. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm glad because you do good work. And somebody just trying to start stuff. They had to go around and they asked the teachers where I'm coming around. All the teachers spoke well of me. Yeah. The parents spoke well of me. But if, regardless of everybody speaking well of me, if I had been out of place, it would have fed into the narrative that I'm doing something that I won't really do. Yeah. So thank God for, for hearing the voice of God. Yeah, that's a great story. Because listen... If you, if you didn't follow it, you would have been caught eating a big Texas. Honey. <laughs> feet, feet up. Feet up on the desk. They're pulling. What are you doing? Let, yeah, come with me. <laughs> Don't hand long. No. Into your bed. Right. That would have been crazy. Like, it comes off your face. Nah, for real. Looking confused. Nah, I love that. I really love that story. And it's very powerful. Um, it makes you think that the Holy Spirit is like another set of eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's, it's watching your back, watching yeah. your six, watching your head. Mm -hmm. Even when you're not able to see. Like they had a whole investigation on you. You didn't even know they had an investigation. But he God knew. being omnipresent. Yeah. He's a, he knew the conversations that were being had behind yeah. my back. That is so crazy. You just saying that that remind me of um, the scripture. You might know the chapter. But it's Ecclesiastes where it talks about um, two is better than one. Yeah. I mean, basically... Like how you just said, like Holy Spirit had his back. Mm -hmm. I just love, like I just love that aspect of that chapter because it was basically saying how 
when you have two people, when you're looking one way, the Holy Spirit or whoever your companion is yeah. has your back. Like, they watching whatever's trying to come from behind you. Mm-hmm. The devil could be trying to sneak attack you. People could be trying to tear your name down and, and cause people to investigate on you and everything. Mm-hmm. But as long as you got someone watching your six, yeah. mm-hmm. you might be good. You might be able to get it there. Yeah, listen, so I, ain't, I ain't going nowhere without Holy Spirit. Come on now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he lives. He abides with us. Uh, can I share another, another yeah. benefit yeah, just to think about it in a different way? Um, having the advantage. One, when 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 you receive again, the Holy Spirit is the God's gift to mm-hmm. His believers, to His followers, mm-hmm. to His disciples. Yeah. So what comes along with that? Uh, when when you have the Holy Spirit, He gives you the divine edge or gives you the advantage because one, He gives you the the characteristics of Christ, mm-hmm. the, the nature of Christ. You see that in Galatians, the yeah. the, the fifth chapter, the fruits of the fruits Spirit. Of spirit yeah. All right. So when you when you have the Holy Spirit, He gives you the Lord Jesus nature. Mm-hmm. So that makes you special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, 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 I don't like when people say, well, I'm not Christ. I'm not everybody. I'm not Jesus. What well, you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He give you his spirit yeah. so that you can start, he can start living his life yeah. through, through your life. Yeah, so and, and it's too many people in church that's trying to hold on to their lives, mm-hmm. you know, because they, you know, I'm just doing me, boo. I'm just doing me. <laughs> but that ain't, that's not what the Bible tells us to do. He yeah. didn't tell us to do us. Yeah. He said, do him. Mm-hmm. He said, that we're to grow up in Ephesians the fourth chapter he says that we're to grow up into Christ mm-hmm. in all things yeah. in 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 second Peter the first chapter he said you have been made divine partakers of his nature mm. in in Romans the eighth chapter he said you have been predestined to be conformed yeah. into the image of his son mm-hmm. so so my life as a Christian is not about me just believing in Christ that he died on the cross for me and all the wonderful things he mm-hmm. did it's, it's now about him living his life through, through, through my life mm-hmm. flip that facts <laughs> so good. so now I have the advantage because with him being on me, I can love the unlovable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can forgive people that trespassed against me, yeah. that, that have offended me. Uh, forgiveness is something hard for everybody mm-hmm. to do. And it's hard to forgive and to truly forgive apart from having Christ in your life, mm-hmm. apart from having his spirit in your life. Mm-hmm. To bless them that curse you mm-hmm. is what Jesus told his disciples. Yeah. To love them that hate you is what he told his disciples. To pray for them that despitefully use you. How can I do that in and of myself? Because yeah. there's nothing about our flesh that want to love anybody that hate us. Yeah. The bless anybody that cursed us or to pray for somebody that's despitefully using you. Mm-hmm. But when you have the Holy Spirit, it gives you the advantage because now you're not doing it in the power of your might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're doing it in the power of his might mm-hmm. because he's put his nature on the inside of you. Not only does he give you access to his nature, but then he also gives you access uh, to his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, uh, Paul says when he wrote to the church at Corinth, he says, but we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Hold up. (laughs) I've been operating off my mind all this time and I've come up broke. Mm -hmm. I've come up broken. You know, I've I've, I've come up, you know, short. um, And all this time I got access to his mind. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. And remember, this mind is a mind that has all knowledge. Mm-hmm. So how is it that we're not succeeding in business? Goodness. How is it that we're not succeeding in education? Mm-hmm. You you can't get on a road and yeah. you have the mind yeah, the of Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm reminded. Oh, you got something? I was going to say just real quick. I was going to say I feel like the reason why is because we're not asking for it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like how Solomon asked God out of everything in the world. He said, God, give me wisdom and understanding. Yeah. yeah. 
He didn't ask for no, nothing materialistic, nothing. He asked God for wisdom and understanding. And mm -hmm. God was pleased with him because you could ask for anything. Yeah. I gave you, you can, like a genie, I could have gave you anything you wanted. Exactly. And you asked for wisdom and understanding. And now, like, after reading that, it's like, dang, like, we really don't be asking God, all right, God, help me with my finances. Help me mm -hmm. get yeah. the financial literacy I need to be able to pay these bills and to be able to steward my money the right way. Help me be able to steward my family the right way. How, how can I spend more time with my family doing this, doing that? Like, little things, that, again, making it practical. Yeah. That we overlook on a constant basis. And on and on that note to what he just said, I, I talked about the other day at Bible study, and I was saying how I think we as Christians sometimes, we feel like God is just God over this area of our life. Mm -hmm. So he's yeah. a God over this area of my life, but he's not a God over my relationship, or he's not a God over my finances, or he's not a God over over school, over mm -hmm. my job. And I think that's the problem also. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, you gotta involve him in every area of life. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities that are presented in life. Mm -hmm. Every good opportunity is not a God opportunity. Yeah, facts. And you need to know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you mm -hmm. uh, about what direction you yeah. should go because the devil will present you the very thing you want. Mm -hmm. The every devil, time. he's always watching and observing everything that you're doing. So you gotta make him a part of your everyday life. Yeah. So what would you say for the person that wants, like, that's hearing this right now, that hasn't really um, experienced any, any real advantage in their life, what would you say to a person that wants divine edge but doesn't have the faith to show it? Well, the, one, they have to get introduced to Jesus. Yes. That's, that's the first thing. The first building block is that God so loved the world that he gave his mm -hmm. only begotten son to whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am come that you might have life mm -hmm. and that you might have it more abundantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have the abundant life, you got to embrace Christ. And when you, once you embrace Christ, then you now have access to all that his, he, he and his kingdom brings. Mm -hmm. And one of, that, one of those things is that he allows his Holy Spirit to come and dwell on the inside of you because God is trying to set you up to win mm -hmm. in every area of your life. Yeah. So he makes sure that you have the advantage by extending himself to you and then extending his spirit to you. And now you have the Father, you have the Son, you have the Holy Spirit, all available in your life is just on us then from that point to make him, to maximize him in our mm -hmm. life. Because like you said, we compartmentalize yeah. Yeah. and say, okay, we're going to use him on Sunday, but we're not thinking about him Monday through mm -hmm. Saturday. We put a limit on him. Yeah, we, put a, we yeah. put a limit on him, not understanding that in every area of our lives, our finances, our health, the Holy Spirit will actually speak to you, hey, look, you need to cut back on eating mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Uh, 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 the, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you to get up and exercise. The Holy yeah. is He's a part. He wants to be a part of your everyday life, but you have to yield to Him. Mm -hmm. You have to spend time in prayer. You have to spend time in your Word so that you get to know Him more intimately. And and the more you surrender to Him, the more you yield to Him, you start seeing your whole life turn around and you start having victorious results. Mm -hmm. Not just on Sundays in church and having a feel good time, mm -hmm. but God wants you to have, as you all know, dominion in every every area of your life mm -hmm. in your relationships uh we 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 don't make him a part of our relationships mm -hmm. we choose uh people to date we choose people to marry don't even consult him mm -hmm. then once we get into relationship we don't consult him on how to navigate being in relationship with the person mm -hmm. the holy spirit is there for your advantage for every area of your life yeah ain't talking good my guy facts we're going crazy this is good so with Divine Edge and everything, how can a person start building their faith up and their relationship up with God to start knowing that they have it? Like it might it may be things that they overlook. They they already have divine edge, but it might be things that they overlook. So how can a person start building their relationship up with God 
we probably already talked about, it, about this before, how we can do it, but just want to hear from your perspective. The more time you spend with God, mm-hmm. you introduce yourself, become introduced to Christ. Um, this platform exposes people to to to, to who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, any church, um, Bible-believing Christian church, is an opportunity. Any believer can introduce someone to Christ. Mm-hmm. After you get introduced to Christ, you got to start working on your personal relationship. Mm-hmm. We build relationships with everybody but God. We we accept him just as being God. We go to church and we think we've done well because all right, I went to church. But that that's like, you know, you can go to a restaurant with a with a, a female or with a male. That don't mean you developing a relationship because if yeah. you're just sitting there and they sitting there, we eating, <laughs> but there's no real conversation, yeah. there's no real communion going on, mm-hmm. then you're not growing in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so you got to do more than just go to church. That's uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. But you have to take the time to know him for yourself. How do you know him for yourself? Well, one, you got to study his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Bible, Jesus said, lo, I come in the volume of the book is written of me. So you need to read your word because gen, um, from Genesis to Malachi, which constitutes the Old Testament, mm-hmm. the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. Mm-hmm. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Mm-hmm. Everything you want to know about Christ is from Genesis to Revelation. And mm-hmm. so the more you study the word, the more you come to know who he is. Yeah. But then also prayer is intimacy with God, even as worship is. And so you got to become a worshiper of God and you got to become one who spend times in prayer. There's nothing anybody can tell me about you all that's outside of your character that I can't call out. Mm-hmm. If somebody come and say, well, CL pistol whip somebody. That's not <laughs> CL. <laughs> that, that's not his spirit. That's yeah. not his temperament. How do I know? Because I've spent time with CL. I know his character. I know his mood swings. I know his temperament. Same thing with you, Marlon. Same thing with all of our kids. Same thing with my wife. And so it is by time and experience Mm -hmm. it is by communication it's Mm -hmm. by fellowship i have come to know and to discern your character your temperament your personality uh your desires your ambitions Mm -hmm. i know all of this because all of this comes out of time spent together when you spend time in god's word and when you spend time in prayer you come to know his will Mm -hmm. you come to know his desires you come to know his ambitions you come to know what he his purpose is and what his purpose is for you and so it's, it's a personal thing that you have to build out your relationship with God for yourself and nobody can do it for you your mother can't do it your father can't do it the pastor can't do it the youth leader can't do it you have to build your relationship with God yourself I love that divine edge feels like a like say you're in a basketball game prodigal turn say you're in a basketball game and you're down by two Mm-hmm. And everybody, the other team just hit a big, like a big shot, and they think the game's over. But your mind looking like, nah, I got God on my side. Like mm-hmm. it ain't over yet. Mm-hmm. I, I used to love when you and uh, Ma used to always like talk about who was it, uh, Dusty Rose or Ric Flair. Who mm-hmm. used to be like, not it's not like they'd be still like, in no. the match. Yeah, y'all still in the match. Yeah, like that's what divine is. Makes me feel like, mm-hmm. like nah, like yeah, the odds may be against me, but I have the person that's going that can change everything. It change the whole outcome of the whole event, business deal, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And I know that my faith. Matches his word, he can turn it all around for me. Yeah, absolutely. Match. I've had a situation, and y'all are, more, are well acquainted with my life. I've had some blows to my life mm-hmm. um, by this poor decisions I've made through death of loved ones and grief and so forth and so on. Uh, if I had not had the Holy Spirit saying inside of me, there's still more, mm-hmm. I would have thrown in the towel. Mm-hmm. I would have gave up. But because the Holy Spirit said, don't give up. 
there's still more. I found out I was able to rebound. I was able to have successes in areas that I thought I was going to have failure because the Holy Spirit kept saying, this is not the end. And so you need the Holy Spirit to help push you to get back up. Yeah. Even when you're not down, get back up. Mm-hmm. That just uh, reminds me of the story that we just heard um, during Bible study. And it was talking about how a man was on a plane on a flight, and the flight was like a whole bunch of turbulence and everything. Mm-hmm. The little oxygen mask came down, mm-hmm. everybody panicking, all that stuff. And he looked to his right, it's a little kid with headphones on playing on his iPad. So the plane going down, mm-hmm. everybody panicking. And he looked at him, and the little boy just chilling like on his iPad. And he tapped him, he was like, yo, like you see what's going on? He was like, I see what everything is going on. And he was like, like, you're not scared or anything? He was like, nah. He was like, why? He's like, because my dad's the pilot. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not, we're not going to go down. I know right. my dad. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go down. And like you just said, like, it comes with a relationship. Like, even when, when everything may look like the world about the end, mm-hmm. I know my father. I know God. Yeah. So I know this is not the end. I know that we're going to be good, and I know he's going to take care of me. All y'all might be panicking, yeah. right. but I'm not going to lose my mind because I know my dad going to make sure we good. That's mm-hmm. right. But it comes from relationship, like you said. It comes from knowing. Like, I know he's going to take care of me. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like having that confidence and that assurance. You said what? There's nothing like having that confidence and that assurance. Yeah. Nah, for that, sure. That, that, you know, you got somebody to have your back. Like you said, you know, the two is better than one. The whole, having the Holy Spirit with you, it gives you the, the advantage and the edge because he knows all things. Mm-hmm. And just when you think you're at the end, you're at your wit's end, he'll shift you into a whole nother gear. Nah, for sure. I used to love all the time when we, um, like, just thinking back on it now, like, how simple you used to make things like just ask me more on certain questions to see how we would respond. Like yeah. from asking, if I was that, if I had two two options for you right now, a million dollars of wisdom, which one you taking? And me and Mar will take the million dollars every time. <laughs> <laughs> take the million dollars every time. When we start growing older and everything, you started like read proverbs, just read proverbs, mm-hmm. and you was like letting us figure it out on our own and everything mm-hmm. until we got the right answer. It was like, yeah. all right, now why are you picking wisdom? Because wisdom will help me steward the million dollars. Mm-hmm. Wisdom will make me be able to multiply my million dollars to make more. Because if you get a million dollars and don't have the knowledge or understanding to how to keep the money or multiply it, the money's gone. Yeah. Just like how you, if a person wins a lottery and they have no financial literacy, they're most likely going to blow that money. Mm-hmm. So it's like just little things like that. I feel like Holy Spirit also drops little nuggets like that as well. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't buy this car right now. Maybe you shouldn't splurge on this house right now. Maybe you shouldn't go out and uh, spend this money or go on that trip because yeah. you need to prepare for this. You need to save up a little bit more. Don't invest in that stock. It might go down. Next week, they don't go down. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just little hints and everything. Like, we need to, like, try to pay more attention to. But like you said with the, um, like, the vine edge and everything, I feel like you, the way that you can add on to that is mainly by asking God questions that you don't normally ask him. Like, mm-hmm. stop asking for the same thing all, all the time. Like, when it comes to materialistic things, like, ask God for the spiritual gifts to be able to steward what you really want. Like, mm-hmm. to be able to steward the blessings that you have, that he has planned for you. Because we know that God not going to give us anything prematurely. Yeah. And if he do, it's a proof of point. Mm-hmm. So just keeping our mindsets on that. So I want to I wanna kind of shift and talk about the... Because I, I feel like most people that may be watching this, okay, they may have given, given their lives to Christ and they may have just started getting into the Bible and stuff like that, and it may be confusing to them. So mm-hmm. I want you to kind of touch on how the Holy Spirit helps us in our reading and being able to see what God wants us to see and hear what he wants us to hear. That's good. Um, well, if you when, you when you hear about reading the Bible, most times reading the Bible is coupled with prayer. Mm-hmm. See, the, the, the concept of, of, of dealing with God is you cannot deal with God from a head knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with God from a heart knowledge. I like that. And there's too many people that their approach to God leaves them with a deficit because they're trying to rationalize 
with their finite mind, mm-hmm. God, your finite mind is limited. Mm-hmm. God is infinite. He's beyond finding out. And so he puts us on a hunt to search him out. Yeah. So when I approach reading the scripture, I can't do it from a head knowledge. The only way to approach God is by faith. Mm-hmm. So I have to not necessarily relinquish common sense, but I have to open my spirit to him. Mm-hmm. So prayer and worship is, is how we even do um, our church services. Yeah. Most church services, you start off with prayer, you got praise and worship, you may have another prayer, you may have some more singing, because mm-hmm. all of that is to create an atmosphere, not just externally, but an atmosphere within yourself to help prepare you mm-hmm. to be able to hear and digest the word. Yeah. The Bible says, uh, faith cometh by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. How can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? So you need the word of God. You need a minister of the gospel to help break open the bread of life. When you go to read the Bible in your personal time, you you you, you got to go to it from a spiritual, you have to approach it from a spiritual yeah. standpoint. You have to spend time in prayer and then allow God to speak out of the scriptures to you. I always understand better after praying. Yeah. Facts, facts. Prayer opens facts. me up. Mm-hmm. My creativity gets opened up. Innovation, ideas, strategies, all of a sudden start flowing mm-hmm. when I'm in prayer. So it, the same thing is after praying and then going into the Word, after you've had a good worship, and then going into the Word, you see things that you've never seen before. It's the same Bible. It's the same 66 books. And it's amazing that you read it and read it and read it after year after year and still get new nuggets, still mm-hmm. get new insights mm-hmm. because it's something that is spiritually discerned. Mm-hmm. And so you have to approach it not from head first, but from spirit first. Yeah. To go along with what he just said, as far as like new believers and new people that's in Christ or people that just may be in their baby faith stage, mm-hmm. what's a book of the Bible that you feel like a person like that should start off in? Because I know with us, like for us, I know you all used to always be like, read Proverbs, read Proverbs, mm-hmm. read Proverbs. And mm-hmm. I, I, I also second that. I'm, re- I'm rereading Proverbs now and the gems and the wisdom that, and the understanding I have now of it is way different than when I did, like when I read it back like years ago. Mm-hmm. But what would you like say like, Proverbs, something else, or what's like your favorite top three that you feel like new people in Christ should be reading? Old Testament, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, because both of those books are books that you can see everyday life examples. Sure. Um, it's very practical. You can see how your life turns out yeah. um, because of the wisdom that are in those two books. Of course, the book of Psalms, um, because you get to, it's still relative to your everyday life. You see the struggles of David. Many of David's prayers are written out in Psalms. Mm-hmm. And not just David, but you have Asaph and other writers and contributors. Moses is a contributor. Things that were taken from the, the Torah was placed in the, the book of Psalms. And so you have storylines, you have narratives, you have prayers, you have celebration. And so Psalms is also a good book. Uh, New Testament, of course, you got to read the life of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so you need Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the four Gospels, um, so that you can understand the person who you're serving. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Christ, then reading the Gospels are paramount. It's very important that you understand uh, who died for you, yeah. who, li- who lived for you, who's coming back again for you, his life, his purpose. What did he say? Because there's nothing more important than what he said himself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say, I tell everybody, read the Gospels. And then in addition to the Gospels, uh, if you want to understand salvation, 
read the book of Romans yeah. because mm -hmm. Romans begin to help you understand how you come into your salvation yeah. as well as Romans. The, Paul is the writer of the book of Romans. Uh, give uh, practical examples of how to lead your life mm -hmm. on the second half of that book. The first half Romans. of the book is showing the Jews in relationship to Christ, yeah. the Gentiles, which anybody that's not a Jew is considered a Gentile, their relationship to Christ and how we come into Christ mm -hmm. by way of salvation. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the book are giving principles for every everyday living and yeah. so you know anything that's practical you got to dig into mm, not for sure i do want to do a quick call back to our last episode together for y'all that had not watched it it's called being profitable and everything but how can or in your words how does prop being profitable and divine aid divine edge <laughs> pair together uh being profitable um and the divine edge comes together in as much as the holy spirit that gives you the divine edge is what makes you profitable. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Uh, your profitability should go up as mm -hmm. a believer. Yeah. There's no reason why on your job or anybody on a job should be viewed as mediocre mm -hmm. that has mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Mm -hmm. Facts. I think that we as believers have been poor marketers of who God is yeah. because mm -hmm. we have not allowed him to be a part of our everyday life. We're super powerful in church, but we have not allowed him to be a part of our everyday life. And so we come to work and we're mediocre. We come to work and we're average. Mm -hmm. and, all right, great example. Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Michelle. Mm -hmm. Hananiah, Azariah, and Michelle are known to most as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. the three Hebrew boys. Yeah. They, they, those names were the pagan names given mm -hmm. to them. I like to call them by the Hebrew names yeah. because the Hebrew names gave worship to God. Mm -hmm. So Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Michelle, they were very skilled. They were very, um, the Bible says that they were chosen because they were smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were chosen because they looked to part. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they knew how to carry themselves. They knew how to talk. Mm -hmm. So these were kids that were taken in a time of slavery, in a time of bondage, and then brought into the king's palace because they were peculiar, mm -hmm. because they were different. Yeah. Well, part of their difference, because they were all part of the covenant of God's people, but part of their difference was the fact that they were well put together and they were highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. Well, when they came over with the pagans or with those that didn't believe in God, the Bible says they had a consecrated life mm -hmm. that distinguished them from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And they did not eat that which was given to idols, but they consecrated themselves and kept their covenant with God and God made them 10 times better. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Break, break that down for them real quick. A consecrated life. Hey, hey, hey. Gonna break that down real quick. All right. Uh, a consecrated life is a separate life or mm -hmm. a separated life. We know it in theological terms as sanctification. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sa to be sanctified is to be set apart. Mm -hmm. Not just to be set apart, and left alone, but to be set apart for the master's use. Mm -hmm. So when I, as a believer, follow God, I follow God and I say, God, I want to live my life to please you. Mm -hmm. And so I lend my mind to you. I lend my body, my members to you. Uh, so I consecrate, I withdraw from things that displease you. Mm -hmm. I, I withdraw from habits that displease you because I'm lending my body and my whole essence of being to you. So the Hebrew boys, they maintain their covenant with God mm -hmm. when being in a environment or a workplace that said compromise. Mm -hmm. 
do like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But because they did not compromise who they were in a public context, in a work environment context, God made them 10 times better. Mm -hmm. They were already chosen because they were smart and they were intelligent. They looked well. They could talk well. They knew how to conduct themselves. But now God makes them 10 times better because of their covenant with mm -hmm. him. So now they become more, they became more profitable yeah. to the king and then they became, uh, and then they also demonstrated that they had the advantage. Mm -hmm. Daniel, who knew how to uh, interpret dreams and everything else, who walked with God, the king had a dream one night and he couldn't remember the dream when he woke up and he was like, it bothered him to no yeah. end that he could not remember the dream. So he said, I got all these astrologers. I got all of these sorcerers. Yeah. I got all of these studiers of the stars. I yeah. got all of these wise men around me. I need y'all to tell me uh, the interpretation of the dream. They said, how are we going to give you the interpretation yeah. of the dream? We don't even know what you dream. <laughs> so he said, well, y'all smart. Y'all know everything else. Mm. Tell me what I dreamt. And if you don't tell me what I dreamt and give me the interpretation, yeah. I'm going to kill everybody. Now everybody nervous because they're like, he's asking something unreasonable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here it is. Daniel finds out. And Daniel says, look, don't worry about anything. Slow your roll. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I got the advantage. I got, I got the advantage. Value. Well, Daniel, how are you going to tell in the interpretation of the dream? We don't know the dream. Yeah. I know somebody to know the dream. Yeah, come on now. Daniel goes, he prays to his God and his God gives him the dream and the interpretation. Mm -hmm. And then when he goes and shares it with, with the king, now he's seen as having the advantage mm -hmm. and he's also seen as being profitable. And so the king turns around or the Pharaoh turns around and puts Daniel over everything yeah. in his kingdom why? Because Daniel showed himself to be profitable. Why was he profitable? Because he had the divine edge. He mm -hmm. had he had the all-knowing one in his back pocket. Yeah. He was in fellowship with the one who knew everything. Yeah. I got something to say to that. I think something okay. very key is that Daniel knew to run back to the source, and he didn't count on his own gifts and his own talents. Because I'm sure he had his own charisma, his own gifts and mm -hmm. talents that they were just natural. Right. But he always, he knew he ran back to the source because he couldn't do anything outside of the source. So... I, I said all that to say how important is the Holy Spirit in nurturing and cultivating the gifts and the talents that God has put inside of you? Um, the Holy Spirit, he's, he's everything. Mm. Paul says in in uh, 2 Corinthians, I think it mm. is, uh, chapter 14, or maybe 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he says, follow after charity, desire spiritual gifts, and to covet to prophesy. Mm. The whole, when, you, when you receive the Holy Spirit, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to you the will and the knowledge of the Father and the Son. Mm -hmm. Then he makes accessible to us spiritual gifts. You not only get the nature of Christ, you not only get the mind of Christ, but you get the gifts of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about in the book of Corinthians, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, which is the gift of wisdom. Mm -hmm. CL spoke on that a few moments ago. Mm -hmm. The gift of word of knowledge the gift of, of, of discernment, mm -hmm. the gift of faith, the gift of healings, the gift of miracles, the gift of tongues, mm -hmm. the gift of faith, yeah. and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Mm -hmm. These are nine gifts of the Spirit that are the gifts of Christ. These are the things that Christ had operating in his life, mm -hmm. that he was able to know their thoughts. 
they were saying things among themselves away from Jesus, and then Jesus was telling them what their conversation was yeah. or telling them what they were thinking on their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, well, y'all know the story about when I was dating some yeah, time ago, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I had just got the Holy Ghost. I had yeah. just got the Holy Ghost, and, and it kind of messed me up, because I, I went on this date, and I'm talking to this girl. I just got the Holy Ghost, and we out talking in the restaurant, and all of a sudden, she's telling me something. I asked her a question. She's telling me something, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit had me, like, reading her mind. It was like a teleprompter, <laughs> words to start going across her forehead, and she was like, CJ, why are you looking at me like that? And I'm like, what, like what? And then yeah. so she's like, you're looking at me strange. The whole time, I'm trying to figure out what is this I'm seeing because yeah. this never happened to me before. And then I end up correcting her. I said, that's not what you were thinking. That's not what you were saying. Yeah. And she was like, huh? Not I, able, I was able to tell her back based off of what I saw going across her mm -hmm. forehead. It only happened to me one time in yeah. life, thank God, because it kind of <laughs> messed me up. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, we broke up <laughs> because she was trying to figure out, how did I know that? Yeah. You know, But God allowed me to, in the spirit, mm -hmm to see and to know and to discern and to have what that is called word of knowledge, mm -hmm. to have knowledge that you wouldn't have known apart from God yeah. about somebody else's life. And so the Holy Spirit gives us access to all of that. And so we have to take advantage of him yeah. in our lives. Before we, um, like I'm gonna leave my, our audience without asking you this question as well, to going back to being profitable and everything because I know the air is ringing now like hold on being profitable that sounds good <laughs> so going back to that what can we do anybody listening do to become more profitable in their everyday in their everyday life uh, well I think you need to be well, well, again everything goes back to having a relationship with yeah. him um, let him lead and guide you mm -hmm. Because that's going to be your distinguishment. It goes back to the first analogy I gave you about Moses. Moses said, Lord, what's going to distinguish us from the rest of the world other than you being with us? Mm -hmm. when, you, when, you read, uh, when you read back in the book of uh, Exodus and in Numbers and Leviticus, God anointed men to construct buildings. Mm -hmm. Again, practical. God anointed women to sow. Women didn't just sew. Mm -hmm. They could have in their own strength, like Marlon talked about, the man could have did it in their own mm -hmm. strength. Daniel could have did it in their own strength. But it's nothing like when God anoints you to do something. Mm -hmm. When we think of the anointing, we think of the anointing for singing in church, yeah. for preaching, for prophesying, for laying on the hands. Mm -hmm. But the Bible has many illustrations where people were anointed. There were men that were anointed to hew out stones. Mm. There were men that were anointed to carve wood. There were men and there were women that were anointed to sew and to do certain things. So God can anoint your hands. He can give you a skill set. And then it is for you um, because that's God putting his super on your natural. Yeah. Which we know as supernatural. Yeah. But the natural element is still there's a responsibility for us to cultivate our skills naturally. Study up on whatever area that you're focusing on in life, that whatever your career path is, whatever uh, gift you have, you should be practicing, you should be developing, mm -hmm. you should be cultivating, you should be studying that gift all of the time. Make yourself better. Drive yourself. Push yourself to do better, to expand. Anything you, the, anything that God puts in your hand, he gives it to you to make it better. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we see that with Adam. He was given a garden, then he was told to till it to cultivate it, to develop it. 
we didn't get to where we are now in history with all this technology and with all of these um, different antidotes and vaccines without man taking the bare resources that God gave him, mm-hmm. putting it all together and allowing God to enrich him with genius and innovation and creativity to make something out of it. Yeah. Whenever you take what God gives you and make something more out of it, you bring glory to God mm-hmm. because now you're allowing his genius that is tucked away on the inside of you to come out, to bring to bear in life what he intended from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you you got to you you got to cultivate and activate and mm-hmm. stimulate um, the gifts that are in your own life. And too many people are lazy. Facts. They they're, they're lazy, yeah. they don't allow, they do the bare minimum. I conclude by saying this, um the story of the talents. Uh God gave one man five talents, another man mm-hmm. two talents, another man one talent. The man that had five talents took his five talents and turned it into 10. The man that had two turned it into made four. The man that had one went and buried his. The talents was money. Mm-hmm. So um, the profitable one was the one that took the five and made it ten. Yeah. The one that took the two and made it four. We know that because the 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 the, the Lord of the house, when he came back to see how they had stewarded what he had left them, he said to the one that buried his, he says, "You're wicked, you're slothful or lazy." Mm-hmm. He said, "And you're unprofitable." He said, you should have at least taken my money and put it to the usury mm-hmm. so that you can draw interest of it so that when I come, you'll be giving me back more than what I gave you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to be profitable is to make something more out of what you have in your hand. And so okay. there's a part of it that you're to play in it. And then there's a part of it that you're to lend to God by allowing him to anoint what you do. Well, the scripture that um, comes to mind when you were saying that was Colossians 3.23, when it says, work willingly at whatever you do as those for the Lord rather than for people. Mm-hmm. Like, prime example, like making sure that you're doing your best and whatever you, whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. to show that you're valuable, to show that you're profitable. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Marlon and my dad, they both um, watched Designated Survivor. They done put me on, and now I'm hooked to it. Mm-hmm. And um, just watching Designated Survivor, it just revealed to me how much of an asset you need to be and how quick on your feet you have to be to work for the president. Mm-hmm. Like, the president needs all these answers. Like, he's calling out and all these mm-hmm. different shots and everything. You have to have the answer like ready. Mm, like you have yeah. to be able to be quick on your feet, be able to find a solution to every single problem, and that also shows your value too. Like how how fast can you find a solution to this problem? How fast can you give me an answer to what I need? How fast can you give me the uh, answer to my dream that I can't yeah. remind, like I can't figure out? Mm-hmm. Like different things like that. And asking God for the help to make you do so to put, be able to put you in those different rooms. Dad always says that profitable profitable people are solution oriented people. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. To go with what you said. Those that those that know how to find resolve and mm-hmm. solutions position themselves as profitable people. Mm-hmm. Anybody running a company, a business, uh, a ministry, or whatever, or a home, you're gonna always gravitate to whoever's profitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever child is profitable, whatever member is profitable, whatever employee that's profitable, you're gonna automatically gravitate. Many people can't keep jobs because they're not profitable. Mm-hmm. Got no value. <laughs> or boy. can't get a job because. You got to show yourself as being yeah. mm-hmm. profitable. What what when you go to a job? What makes you different from everybody else mm-hmm. on your floor in your in your group or in your section? Uh, everybody's trying to get a raise. Everybody wants a promotion. Everybody wants you know to to get better benefits. Why? What are you doing that distinguishes you? And it's not about being the teacher's pet. It's not about trying to give you know kiss the boss's yeah. mm-hmm. you know tail or whatever. It's just about showing yourself profitable. Mm-hmm. I reminded of a story when I was in Greensboro, North Carolina. Y'all were real. Y'all were like three, four years old, and there was a lady. They was gonna shut down her job. The whole mm-hmm. job office was gonna get shut down. She had just came out of consecration at Evangel, the church that we attended with, Apostle Otis Lockett. And I never forget, 
the testimony of how she told him, hold on, let me go pray. And she went and prayed and came back with a strategy of how to keep the business alive. And then the strategy worked. Mm -hmm. And because it worked, everybody was able to keep their jobs. Mm -hmm. And then guess what happened? She was the one that got the promotion. Mm -hmm. She got the corner office. She was overlooking the city. She became the big time person because she was profitable. Most other people was like, okay, let me go get unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. We get laid off. Everybody was sad. Mm -hmm. Didn't even think to go pray to get an answer. People that are solution-oriented, people that are persons that will seek to find the resolve will never be without yeah. opportunity, never be without a job, never be without money. That's a gym right there. I think that, that was, hey, boy. This whole episode. Don't let that go over your head, bro. I think that's a good stopping point right there. I'm <laughs> not going to lie to you. That was good. Is there anything that you want to uh, say to the viewers before we get out of here? Anything that you, like any type of knowledge, motivation, advice? Um Anything that may be on your heart to say? Well, I think where we just left off, I agree with you. That's something I live by, Mm -hmm. be solution-oriented. And um, the way to come up with a solution is about allowing the Lord Jesus to be in your life, Mm -hmm. to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life, who can help you to become profitable, Mm -hmm. who can help you to have the advantage in life, to have the divine edge in life. There's no reason for any of our lives to be mediocre. Mm. Facts. It's almost like Disney. It, our, Christians' lives ought to be the adventures of the adventures of Marlin, the adventures of Clarence, because it should be filled with wonderment. It should be filled with exhilarating experiences. It should be filled with power. I mean, if you just study, look at Jesus' life. A whole whole bunch of people in 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 the desert, hungry. He take two fish, five loaves of bread, feed everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's walking on water in another instance. He's raising the dead. I mean, how? Our lives ought to be exciting. Mm-hmm. What can we should wake up and say, God, what do you want to do through me today? Facts. Yeah. Facts. That's the kind of life that God wants us to live. That's the kind of life that God purposed us to live. And he gives us heaven's best when he gave us his son and his son gave us his spirit and his spirit causes us to have dominion in every area of our lives. Yeah. You on your big one, boy. Hey, listen, this is hey, listen, this is one of the best episodes. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's one, my, it's one of my favorites. For sure. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Hey, well, matter of fact, while we at it, if you're watching this right now, since we're wrapping it up, send to a friend, like, subscribe. Because somebody may need this. So especially somebody that you know who has just given their life to Christ and somebody that doesn't understand the principle of the Holy Spirit living in their lives, send it to them because we want everybody to have the advantage. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And also. Yeah, like he said, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And we also cannot leave out without giving a huge shout out to our stepdad. Yes, sir. Sweatsuit. Styles by Style. Styles by Style, Instagram, yeah. website, all that. Y'all can get one of these clean little sweatsuits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you send your measurements. Yeah. True to size. He do suits also. <laughs> suits, business casual stuff. He's uh, based in Dallas, Texas, and he's also in New Jersey. But he can also ship all around the world. So whatever you need, hit up Styles by Shy. Thank you again for the sweatsuit. Thank you. And also, if you have a clothing brand or anything and you want to send us something, please do not hesitate to message us, email us, drop something in the comments, because we would love to wear your clothes. We would Thanks. love to show your brand off. So, Yeah. Make sure I'm going to get a flick in it. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And um, be on the lookout for some new episodes on the podcast. And make sure y'all leave a review for us. You know what I'm saying? Show some love. Yeah. And uh, we out. Thank you, Dad, for being on again. Thank you all. Can't get off. What's your socials and anything? Church, name, all that again. Oh, yeah. Before we get out. Well, if you have family in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, of the southeast end of Virginia, you can join us at Mount Tabor Church of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's in Smithfield, Virginia. And then uh, we also have another church in the Hampton Roads area, Dominion Hampton Roads. Uh, it's in Chesapeake, Virginia. We got a location in Portsmouth, but we're worshiping right now in Chesapeake, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Service starts at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. Mount Tabor starts at 12 o'clock on Sundays. And guess what? We have a third location. If you are in the DMV yeah. area, mm-hmm. that's the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., Maryland, or Northern Virginia, we're there on Saturdays at 12 noon at 110 North Fayette Street in Alexandria, Virginia, hosted by the church called Gethsemane Life Ministries. Our church is Dominion Nova. We utilize their facility. We're there at 12 noon on Saturdays and at 4 o'clock p.m. on sun, on fourth Sundays. So if you got a family in the DMV area, check us out. We are there, brand new ministry. We are excited. We would love to have you because, after all, Dominion is a church where men are celebrated. Women, women and, and children, children are loved. loved. No weapon. Yes, Lord. No weapon. <laughs> we love y'all. Y'all be safe. And we're going to see y'all next episode. Yes, sir. We don't. Love.